0: Hey, everybody. How's it going? So uh, I guess I'll just start off and just kind of apologize for the fact that it definitely doesn't look like we're going to be doing a, uh, a regular episode of uh, alternative input this month. Uh, it's kind of an array of problems in that uh, basically the week we were going to do it. Um, uh, everyone on the podcast is Greek. Uh, Specifically, three of us all went to the same college and that weekend was actually uh, running night for uh, uh, beginning the process of initiating new pledges to our Greek society. And uh, that made doing that very hard considering uh, the basically that day that we would be recording it uh, to uh, Wally and Matt were both like mid transit. So that was just going to be extremely tricky to kind of hard and uh, in all honesty, uh, I had stuff going on. Chuck had stuff going on. It was just not a possibility. Then this coming weekend, unfortunately, well, I'm not going to say unfortunately because that sounds shitty. But uh, my uh, my in-laws' birthday is coming up, so, uh, so we're probably not going to do anything like that anyway because uh, it still sounds like some people are going to be busy, so... Unfortunately it's looking like uh it's looking like the the beginning of next month is when we're finally gonna have time to record a new episode, which kinda sucks, but oh well, it's probably fine. I mean <laughs> The amount of games I need to talk about is piling up, but so is the news, so it's fine. Maybe we'll get another <laughs> long as shit episode again. Who knows? That was fun. Um so in the meantime, I'm just kinda hanging out. uh. I'm going to actually talk about a couple of movies that, uh, I don't really think I'm going to have a ton to say about with Brandon. So, uh, so yeah, because I have slightly more complex feelings than nothing to say about them. And one of them I'm surprised by with that. And one of them I am not because I, yeah. So the first one that I think I want to talk about is, uh, into the spider verse. Um, that movie is super awesome. Uh, I actually can't believe how much I like that movie. Uh, it was... The the trailers alone looked super interesting to me, and I'm a big fan of animated film, and uh, and fucking Miles Morales getting any love at all in a main theater release seemed insane to me. So I was 100% down. Um, so my wife and I went, she was very nice and took me on my birthday. Um, she hated literally every second of it and that's fine. Uh, but she was nice enough to sit through the whole thing with me, even though she had literal anti-interest in being there at all. Um, I loved every single fucking second of it. Uh, it, it is a movie that first of all, looks fucking gorgeous. Um, I was really actually impressed with how, how they were literally from like second one, they were like, no, you're, you're getting like every span of color depth we possibly can muster on the screen. And then later on, when they start introducing the other, uh, the other, uh, spider people, (laughs) you start to very increasingly understand why the color array and uh everything was as broad as it could possibly be because it was the only way they could make all of these clashing art styles like fit together on screen um and it, it was a lot of fun actually um because yeah basically the the premise for this movie i guess if you haven't heard about it because i guess it's doing well i guess a lot of people are going to see it because i and i'll get into that in a second too but um I didn't feel like there was a ton, a ton of advertisement for this movie and I was worried it was going to bomb. And there are aspects of it that, uh, make me surprised it's doing as well as it is. Um, so basically, uh, it takes place in miles version of reality in which, uh, uh, I guess, I guess spoilers, but it happens like 10 minutes into the fucking movie. Uh, Spider-Man dies. He gets killed. And, um, And uh, Miles inherits some amount of Peter's uh, powers by way of another radioactive spider getting out of a fucking lab or whatever, because that's, hey, comic books, right? Um, And there's a lot of really fun, like, color motifs Throughout the movie in which uh he's he's kind of he's he's kind of artsy he he does like graffiti here and there and it's all really colorful and it looks cool um and it aids well to the aesthetic anyway um i was just kind of going through the scene in my mind and it's still like pretty vivid even though i saw it like almost more than a month ago well no it is more than a month ago jesus christ time anyway uh so that happens. Uh Kingpin is using some weird fucking time vortex thing so he can get his family back or whatever. And then lo and behold that uh opens dimensions for other spider people to show up inclu- including but not limited to Spider-Man Noir and uh Spider-Gwen and uh Spider-Pig, Spider-Ham. Spider-Pig. I think it's Spider-Pig. Um and all of that is really fun. There's also, uh, what the fuck, even a, uh, 2346 or whatever. The little anime girl. Um, and they're all fun. Uh, Spider-Gwen especially. The fact that I got Miles and Spider-Gwen in a single movie with prominent screen time was fucking fantastic. Because on top of everything else, I love Spider Gwen because her design, I think, is the best of the bunch. I think Spider Gwen looks fucking fantastic. Um. But yeah, uh, it's it, it's a very it's a very fun movie that is not scared to bring up as many comic book tropes as humanly possible. And there's a lot of fun nuance to make it all gel into one universe because people have been quick to point out that uh, the the take on Spider-Man Noir is a very comical take on him because his actual comic is hilariously dark in comparison to uh, to his betrayal in that movie. Um, his his world and his story and a lot of the context for his reality is is very dark and very sad. Uh, because it's it's pulling from noir film that happened to be r- rather extreme from time to time let's say um but it all it all works together quite well um and uh like it like if i really had A, criticism about the movie, and I don't even think it's like a strong criticism, it's just that I would say it's 1% disappointing that you don't get to see Miles in full Spider-Man outfit until like the last 20 to 30 minutes of the movie-ish. But otherwise, like honestly, like I enjoyed so much of the movie that otherwise it's fine. And honestly, it was probably just that they want the same gag for most Spider-Man. A uh, new Spider-Man is—it's it's really funny to have the superhero in the fucking yes, hi cat. What? What do you? What do you want? You have you have food. You have water. You have clear access to to everything you need. You just wanted to bother me. Okay. Okay, see you later. Anyway, uh, it's always a funny gag in a a superhero movie for them to have a shitty costume and then they eventually go into their proper costume. So I guess maybe they just wanted that again. Um, But yeah, man, like top to bottom, I was really, really impressed. I was blown away by this movie. I loved the soundtrack. I loved the casting. A lot of the writing and the pacing was fantastic. Uh, The aesthetic, the way a lot of scenes are composed. Um, Almost every aspect of that movie I just thought was fantastic top to bottom. And I'm not kidding. I I think that soundtrack to that movie is fucking phenomenal. I think that soundtrack is absolutely fantastic. I love how hard it leans into fucking like just hip hop (laughs) and like... You know like kind of poppy or hip hop too and that's like just that kind of stuff and then it has like this really fucking weird song called what's up Danger that's as far as I understand is is yep the that's still a cat what do you actually need galhananacus what is our cat's name is galfinacus by the way uh what do you need just doing what you do okay. I guess he's just weirded out because I'm still here and not at work yet. Usually I leave way earlier than this, but whatever. Um. So, yeah, man, uh, if you get a chance to, I do really suggest seeing this movie, but... Uh, The thing I will mention just because the fact that I am like actually pretty perplexed why this movie is doing so well is I feel like this is a movie for anyone who has ingested anything involving Spider-Man. That is not just the main released films. Cause like there, there is so much dumb, funny Spider-Man shit in this, in this movie I think they do a really fantastic job of being like, isn't this stuff stupid? Isn't this fun? Like we're all having fun. Um, they do a really great job of making a good, one of the best running gags in this movie is how many origin stories are in it, And it's like, maybe the best part of the movie is every time they go through another person's origin story. And um of just like this really funny meta commentary of how many times Spider-Man's been rebooted at this point. Um, but uh, but I feel like some of the context of this movie is going to be lost if someone has not ingested one thing that is not the Spider-Man movies. Maybe the game would help, the PS4 game. Uh, but I, I I don't know. And again, I'm shocked it's doing as well as it is. Like it, it, really seems like a lot of people are going out to see it and like really checking it out. And that's cool. That's awesome. I'm glad for it. I'm am ju- just surprised. That that's all I am is I'm just surprised. Usually, I have to assume against the average person being educated and understanding what they're going in for, uh, which is unfortunate. But it's what I've increasingly learned. I've had to accept about the the average the average consumer. Uh, but yeah, Into the Spider-Verse. 100% recommend. Absolutely fantastic. I will be buying it on the most high-res of formats I can possibly get my hands on without buying a fucking 4K Blu-ray because I just still don't own that shit. because I don't see any point. Um, and then the other one is one that I'm surprised I have conflicting feelings about and like more than just to say about it um so we saw mary poppins returns on uh new year's day i think it was new year's day maybe new year's Eve. no i'm pretty sure it was new year's day um so they made a sequel to mary poppins they they made a sequel to mary poppins uh in the midst of when they seem incredibly interested in just rebooting most of their major, uh, film releases. And they made a sequel to Mary Poppins. And to give you guys some context, uh, because I don't remember, uh, I don't know if I've actually said this on podcast or not. These are spaced out enough that I'm starting to forget things I've said on podcast and what I have not. So I apologize if I'm repeating myself. Uh, Mary Poppins is my favorite Disney movie. I absolutely love and adore that movie. I think I think it has problems, but I I almost adore it more for its problems and like there's an earnestness to it that comes across very well in a viewing for me that uh, just resonates very well with me. And um I also really enjoyed uh Saving Mr. Banks. Uh, uh, I think it is a fantastic companion piece to uh to Mary Poppins, and I think both of them together, especially if you have a chance to sit down and watch them in tandem of each other, definitely Mary Poppins first. But uh, uh, I think it's a I think it's a really great combination of films, and it, it was heartbreaking when uh, Saving Mr. Banks came out, and I don't think it won any major awards or anything i think it won a couple of small things or like a golden globe or something but that was the best movie i saw that year when that movie came out and uh it was very disheartening that it won literally nothing um but yeah uh so but a sequel to mary poppins was something that i was actively telling my wife i had Anti interest in seeing like I, I could live a long, happy life, never seeing it because I have nothing to gain out of a sequel to Mary Poppins. Um, because I enjoyed Mary Poppins so much as a singular entity. And, you know, that's that's for one reason or another. I'm willing to bet that part of the process of making that movie even happen, which Saving Mr. Banks goes into a bit more. Um, it probably explains a lot of why they didn't why they didn't make more uh sequels to it or anything because there are a fair amount of books i think i think there's like 10 or something like that uh i haven't read any of those i re- i really should actually read some of them because it is something that's been on my bucket list um but uh yeah it's it i had bad feelings about it going in and uh but but she was incredibly interested in seeing it and she and she was nice enough to sit through the movie that i wanted to see (laughs) what that's worth so uh so i was like yeah okay we can we can go see it and um and we watched it um I guess if I was trying to get a very uh, abridged version of my thoughts in case you don't want to hear a more long-winded version, I would say it's good. It's just not incredibly imaginative in the same way uh, the original Mary Poppins is. But if you enjoy the original Mary Poppins and you are not married to something that needs to be on the same creativity level as the original film then you'll probably enjoy it. Um, Yeah, that's that's probably what I would say about it. A slightly more long-winded version, uh, I would say, as far as the music, uh, I would say there are some real winners and there are some real losers. Uh, There's a song called Turning Turtle that I have now heard twice, and I gotta be honest, I fucking hate that song. I fucking hate that song to death. Uh, That is probably the only song that I actively, actively hate. Uh, I think there's just a couple that I think are not very memorable, but I do also think uh, there's a couple of like real winners, uh, one of which being uh, There's Nowhere to Go But Up. Uh, I think that's what it's called. I forget. Um, That uh, is basically a reprise of uh, Let's Go and Fly a Kite. And it, uh, I, I, I got a little, I got a little, uh, weld in the eyes a little bit, uh, seeing that part. I thought that part was fantastic. Um, the thing I would say about this movie is like there are definitely a fair amount of scenes that you can see. And unfortunately, with an amount of adult cynicism that just comes with age, you can go, oh, the only reason this scene is here is because there's a scene like this in the old one. Um, and some of those are a bit more blatant than others. Um, but I won't take away shine from things that I think are genuinely impressive. there's a there's a sequence in which they go into an animated uh, world that like surprised me because there's an earlier sequence in which they do like basically green screening swimming under the sea that I think looks fucking shitty. <laughs> I think it actively looks terrible. You can see the grain around them as they have been cut out of the scene, but I guess that must've been intentional or something because there's a later scene in which they get integrated into an entirely animated, uh, world kind of like in with, uh, XB and, uh, and it looks fantastic. That whole sequence looks absolutely incredible. Um, you can tell a lot of fucking money went into that scene um it i think ultimately what made me come out on the positive end with this movie was more that uh i think it's i think it's fucked up but i think it's fucked up in incredibly similar ways to the way uh to the way original mary poppins is and in some cases different ways that i think worked quite well. I enjoyed that they went out of their way to find kids that are ugly as shit. Like they did in the original Mary Poppins. I like that. They found kids that are actively repulsive looking. I really appreciate that. Um, uh, if I really had any like blatant negatives about it, besides it, not feeling exactly as imaginative and create, like it feels like a formula. Unfortunately, like the the same problem that a lot of sequels face is just that it feels like we're going through the motions here. It feels like you followed in almost exactly the same tracks as the old one, which is <sighs> disheartening. I hope there weren't people that were like actively hoping for something a bit more imaginative and be like, so how do we push the envelope here? Because like this does not try in any way. It actually makes me kind of question why they didn't just reboot it. But uh I mean, it, it's fine, I guess. If anything, the person I feel like kind of is unfortunately kind of the uh, the odd man out here is uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who plays the lamplighter and unfortunately is not a Dick Van Dyke stand-in at all. I think his character kind of sucks. I think most of the songs that he is in are somewhere between okay and mildly forgettable. Um, uh, But if, if I uh, don't want to end this discussion with entirely negative sentiment, uh, the one thing else that I would say, the thing that made me like Mary Poppins a lot more than a lot of, a lot of other Disney film was that the resolution at the end of the day for the final problem uh involves just a selfless act and not some ridiculous uh over-the-top sequence like most of the movie has um in the original film i guess spoilers for a fucking 50 year old movie um the 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 dad saves the day by patching up his kid's kite and and that's all that and that's that's the end of the story that is how he saves the day that's how Everything gets resolved at the end, and things that don't, they they go. We'll handle it, but that's not important right now. It's just a selfless little act of kindness, and that was something that always resonated quite well with me. Um, and the same thing happens here. There's a scene that I think is kind of stupid, uh, but it's a it's a kind of fun stupid. I have gone both ways on it on both viewings of this movie. Um, involving all the lamplighters and, and fucking big Ben. Um, but, uh, but, and I was like, oh man, they're going to fucking not, they're going to fuck up this ending, but I will give credit where credit is due. Once again, the day is saved by a selfless act. And I was like, Hey, good fuck, good fucking job. I, I literally, I'm holding my phone right now, so I can't really clap, but, uh, do a little, Clap. I'm sure that sounds awful on the mic. Um, I was like, hey, good job. You paid attention. You actually got the correct ending going here. Good job. Like legit. Good job. You paid attention. There are a bunch of people that fail to fucking pay attention. You did good here. You did a good. Um, So, yeah, Mary Poppins Returns is the one that uh, I... I would have been perfectly happy just shitting all over this movie all day if it was warranted to do so but uh I I was I was surprised in both positive and negative ways seeing this movie. Uh I think it is perfectly serviceable for younger kids because I think it's it's probably paced better for younger kids because uh there is definitely pacing issues in the original film that like have not aged well in a modern standard. Uh, I personally still find it, uh, I find it enjoyable. In fact, I actually really enjoy the really awkward pacing of the original film. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, it, I had more complicated feelings about it than I was expecting and, um, and that's fine. So yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's probably about it. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out like other, I guess if we're just kind of talking openly here, I am still trying to figure out like ways we can branch out this content, uh, like have like even just some more stuff coming out. That's not a (laughs) once in a blue fucking moon, uh, floating upstream podcast and, uh, and, uh, alternative input podcasts that unfortunately get pushed over by a whole extra month purely because of like some weird scheduling snafu that none of us planned ahead of time. Um, and then just me rambling in front of a microphone for blank amount of time, usually under an hour because the secret is I'm not actually that interesting by myself. (laughs) I do appreciate people that check it out and, uh, come sit with me, but, uh, yeah. Playing off other people definitely, uh, makes the average of conversation easier. It's, it's one of those things that you don't realize until you do something like a let's play or a solo radio show or something like that is like being interesting entirely by yourself is hard. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's the hardest thing in the world. And in fact, I actually think like solo streaming is way fucking scarier. <laughs> Because recording a video, you have posts where you can just do anything with it. But uh, but uh, live streaming by yourself seems like the scariest proposition in the world to me personally. And I don't even mind h- hanging out in front of crowds or anything. I do speeches off the cuff, off the dome. But, you know, whatever. I don't know. Um, But yeah, just kind of... We're just kind of hanging out. I do apologize that I couldn't get uh, alternative input in this month, but um, hey, just means the next episode will be more special and maybe the next episode will be fucking six hours long because the news is piling up and so is the amount of games I have played to completion at this point. <laughs> oh boy oh boy indeed but I guess I'll save that as a as a little surprise for the episode um okay well thank you all for uh sitting in with me you have a wonderful day uh if you live in michigan i am currently recording this with a uh ice skating ice skating rink being uh the entire state is being remodeled as an ice skating rink currently so uh best of luck driving to all of you out there that are driving and have a good one hey there do you enjoy the content that we produce how about you head on down to patreon.com slash cofnetwork, a Patreon page specifically for helping out our podcast, Floating Upstream, along with our sister podcast, Alternative Input, where we discuss video games and other such video game related news. If you enjoy what we produce and you want to be able to support Any support would be greatly appreciated because it'll help us get better equipment and put out more episodes more often. And I haven't even mentioned the best part considering when you subscribe to the Patreon, you actually receive episodes ad-free and earlier than the free feeds. You also receive exclusive content such as future episodes of our Alternative Input podcast where we actually discuss video games in a more in-depth way one-on-one such as this four and a half hour podcast where my brother and I discuss everything involving the Metal Gear Solid series. So again, head on down to patreon.com slash cofnetwork.